Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. I fixed your boiler. That's a bit of a lie. I fixed it. Well, I, I did start working again. With that whinny of a horse. Yeah. <laughs> that marks for me season two's first episode of Homo Sapiens Extra. Not only is it welcome to our listeners, but it's welcome to some old friends mm. who haven't been here in season two yet. Esme and Nelly. That was Esme winnowing, by the way. It wasn't well. She's not humping your legacy. It's her way of showing love. Hello, Nelly. It's exciting. Homo Sapiens Extra is, we like to think of as our safe space for our listeners to reply to things that we've spoken about. Call it the complaints department. Call it the happiness department. And we read out feedback we get from our listeners because this is a two-way conversation, people. It's Homo Sapiens, the HR department, basically. And also, this is the only place you can win a Homo Sapiens t-shirt. And who will post it, Chris? Nobody. No, I will. (laughs) Will, will. I know I say it every week, but can you just let us know, (laughs) uh, listeners, if you have received your t-shirt or if you haven't? You know, I'm in the dark here. It's like Mm. sending Valentine's cards and then not getting the payoff of a blowy. It is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Corbin liked our t-shirts? Yes, he did. Mm. I love your shirts, Homo Sapiens. Thank you. Do people stop you and say... What's a homo sapien then? Well, we don't wear them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Corbyn, when we went to the Houses of Parliament, the Gay Times came with us and we've got some highlights from that conversation that we had with them and Corbyn, including how he'd love to see a trans politician in Parliament. And sex education. And sex education in schools. in schools. And he also lays into Trump and homophobia. Can we do your idea, which I think is brilliant, our new section of homo sapiens extra oh wormhole of the week wormhole of the week so wormhole of the week is the wormholes we've been down because we're all guilty yes what's yours been my wormhole of the week this week has been jesse J on the chinese talent show <gasps> yes um which is blowing my mind she sings is it i have nothing just watch it because, <laughs> because <laughs> there's like the culture is so alien to me, you know, and, and I would, I'd love to know more about Chinese culture, but they, the contestants look terrified because they cut to the contestants while she's singing. Okay. And then there's this one woman, she's sort of dressed very traditionally, so she looks like a geisha. Mm. So, and she's just amazing and I'm desperate to hear her sing. Yes. Um, but then I went to Jesse J slagging off someone and then I got to Rita Ora, Rihanna. Okay. I started at... Jesse J on a Chinese talent show and I ended up with <laughs> 10 celebrities who don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> My wormhole of the week has been an eBay based wormhole. I'm trying to find a lamp for my hallway, right? 
<laughs> so I start on eBay, could only find one for like 500 quid. Then I found this website called wayfair.co.uk. Wayfair. Yeah, do you know it? Yeah. So you can search for things so specifically by height, width, price. So it'd be like pendant lantern, 30 centimetres wide, 40 centimetres tall, and I only want to pay £100 for it. And it will find you anywhere on the internet, which takes me straight always where I end up is Alibaba.com, <laughs> which is so eBay, Amazon and Facebook combined. And you can bank with it. It's crazy. Anyway, that's did you, where did I ended up. Did you find something? Not for my price. Well, We'd love to hear about your wormholes. Mm. Um, <laughs> all went Sam. a bit Paulo Grady, didn't it? It did go oh, very... Sort of, oh. We'd love to hear about your wormhole experience on YouTube or anywhere else. Before Jeremy, let's get stuck into the emails, shall yes. we, William? Yes, yes, and we've had some really good ones. What's that? A little horse coming. Little a little Shetland coming with the emails printed out. That's me doing Ooh. like a kind of news from the front desk. Christine, what have you got? Elsie Powell, a teacher, has written in, and she's been talking about what we were talking about with Corbyn, LGBTQ plus in schools. She teaches a really cool thing called Educate and Celebrate, which is all about inclusivity. And she wanted to just sort of get in touch and tell us the positive things that are going on in schools because there's balance. Mm. Some schools are doing loads, some are not doing enough. And she said, I just wanted to email to let you know about the positive stuff that's going on in schools that obviously way more still needs doing. Through Educate and Celebrate, they do things like have a pride bake sale. They've set up a student pride group at her school. Love it. And she's been teaching LGBT rights in Victorian England. And one of her trans students started crying when they started talking about that because it was so nice to hear their feelings reflected, I suppose. That's so brilliant because it, it's nice to hear that there are individuals, because I feel the system isn't properly set up for LGBTQ plus young people in education. And it's nice to hear that there are individual teachers who are <coughs> being progressive, you know, taking the initiative to go, mm. right, well, I'm going to do something about it mm. and it will only benefit all the students yes not just lgbtq plus but every, all the students thank you for emailing us we had an email from someone who wrote an incredible email about her life 10 years ago she tried to do something very similar to what corbyn was talking about she jumped in front of a train at pimlico station oh my god she's lgbt and she has rebuilt her life and she wrote in to say that she wants to share her story and to try and help other people understand that you can reach out and get help if you are LGBT and having problems. She didn't feel that in her history she was given the appropriate help by doctors at first, but oh. she's now really happy. She's got a girlfriend and she's started through art. She's doing an exhibition that is all about recovery that, and how art is good for your mental health. Well, that's wonderful. That really is wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And I'm really pleased that you did go from that place to a really happy place now. Have we had any any criticisms? We've had quite a lot of feedback on, it's sort of more on Instagram, people saying, are you going to get Theresa May on? Absolutely no way in hell. For balance, but we're not the BBC or a political show, so we don't have to no, be balanced. No, we don't have to be balanced. She ain't coming in here. No, even. she ain't coming in here. Eating Absolutely our cupcakes. no way. William, how do our listeners get in touch to write us an email? You can get in touch by emailing hello at homosapienspodcast.com Or at Will Young on Twitter, hashtag homosapiens. As promised, here's some more of our conversation with Jeremy Corbyn, where we were joined by Lewis and William from the Gay Times. What lovely chaps they were. Nelly, shut up. I'm sure many gay men will agree that when they were younger, they didn't have adequate 
sex education in school. Do you think the system there needs to change in order to cater for same-sex sex education sooner rather than sex later? Sex education should involve it, uh, same-sex as well as um, heterosexual relationships. And it's about relationships. Too much of it is not about relationships and understanding each other, having respect for each other, and what is a genuine relationship and what is an exploitative relationship. There's a big difference. And so it's giving young people the confidence to understand that a loving relationship is something to cherish and be proud of. An exploitative relationship is not. That's very important, I think, because it makes me think of um, pornography, because I think it's so rife and people can get you know, people have phones when they're younger now, and they and and I, whether you're heterosexual or gay, bisexual, whatever, you know, you people will formulate their opinions on what a relationship is by watching pornography. So having lessons which say, no, this is what you should tolerate and this is what you shouldn't tolerate, I think it's really, and really that, important. A lot of that is violent and explosive. Yes, yeah. more and, and more. And it's often kids or people's first contact with sex is to, to watch porn. They're having to teach themselves through pornography. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know... You yeah, because people, won't, people are ashamed to talk about sex. We're so ashamed to talk about it. Mm. It's about loving, this being is, safe. This is Britain, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> this is Britain, you know. I know. I know. Should we come and spend a day with a young family. It's very different there. Um, it's great having parents that are naturists. Um, I won't tell you about Annabelle Young with the shotgun and the hunters, uh, but nothing else. Um, when I think was we that are behind the composting, was no, with a shotgun. No, she went after a guy. She she was sunbathing naked, and someone was peeking, so she put her hunters on um, and her shotgun, but nothing else. She did not kill him. Um, did she have a license for the shotgun? She, yes, she, of course she did, <laughs> Jeremy. It's locked, locked in a thing. Um, but I think we are ashamed of sex, and so it's not taught. From young kids, and it really should be because, like, you know, it's, it's about about safety and about appropriateness. Yeah, and no relationship should be taking place behind closed doors. You know, that, and to learn about, like you said, loving and accepting and decent relationships is a massive part of sex education. It's not. It's not just science. You know, and STDs, you know, are a real problem and rife, particularly in young people. And I wish I could remember the things, but actually, really shocking ones. And I think we teach about. When I was young, it was still like you won't if you wear a condom, um, you don't get someone pregnant. But no, there was no mention of STDs, and I don't know. There still isn't great education on STDs in schools. Some of the political rhetoric coming out of the states and across Europe, the sort of the far right kind of movement. Do you think it's almost their views have been validated because of maybe Trump getting into power and a lot of the, a lot of that sort of press coming through? that almost that has caused an increase in hate crime towards minorities, including LGBT? The abuse that um, Trump and his supporters threw out against, um, against migrants, against Mexicans, against Muslims, against women, against foreigners and so on, so on must result in something nastier down the road because um, in going back a bit, there's kind of waves of racism within our society. Um, the National Front was on the rise in the 1970s. A lot of people who had absolutely nothing to do with the National Front felt it was okay to go out and be racist and abusive to somebody because they were seen to be on the rise. And then you ask people in, um, in Central Europe 
in uh, countries where there has been a serious growth in the in the fascist right somewhere sometime down the road somebody else then feels it's okay to be anti-semitic it's okay to be abusive it's never okay it's never a right to do any of that and so there is a rise of far-right intolerance and um, refugees and migrants are used as the pawns in this game they're not they're the victims how much responsibility do you think that television networks have to make sure that they aren't aiding and giving voices or platforms to people that are spreading hate? And the first one that comes to mind would be the likes of Channel 5 and Anne Whittacombe and her you know, anti-LGBTQ views. Do you think that they were right to even give her a platform to air those views? Or is that the sort of thing no, that, that I, should have been stopped? I don't think they were right because we live in a society that... Uh, the message is essentially, and it's there in law, in statute, that we are an inclusive, respectful society. That uh, it isn't illegal to be gay. It's not illegal to be gay in any circumstances in Britain. Therefore, why promoting somebody that's actually uh, preaching a degree of intolerance? And they feel they need to be ring-fenced, those kind of things. So, for example, if you're having a debate, you know, all these wonderful debates, uh, that you can get online largely, um, where people will be pro the Catholic Church or anti it, or pro LGBT rights or anti it. You know, that's really important. People should be allowed to have a voice. Of course, it changes if it becomes hate speech. And I don't think people, I don't think she should be on a, on a network. Um, I have no problem with, actually, anyone viewing their opinions, it is just a balance of where it goes to, but it has to be within the right context and it has to be in my opinion, ring-fenced. And they shouldn't go unchallenged. No, you're right. It has to be challenged. There yeah. has to be debate. Yeah. The, the US has kind of soared ahead in regards to trans political figures being elected into public office. We think of the likes of uh, Andrea Jenkins, who has recently voted in as the first black trans woman in a public office, and that's such an amazing achievement for the United States to have oh, and well to see. Her. Yeah, massive congratulations to her. Do you think the UK is falling behind in regards to trans political figures being in the political system generally if they're elected oh, into office or involved? I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen. You are? I am sure it's going to happen. And soon. And I soon. hope so. With the Labour Party? <laughs> I'm the leader of the Labour Party, obviously with the Labour Party. But would you like to see, um, yes, would. Would you like to see a member of, of, of the Cabinet with, with you on that front bench? That was a member yeah. of the LGBTQ yeah. community. It's fine, absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, that's, it's part of our society, part of our lives. Let's be representative of everybody. And I guess you can't represent the whole of the UK if you don't have voices from each different part of, of our society, and surely no, that's it, an important it, it, one. There has to be a representation of... <clears throat> all geographical parts and all social parts as well and that's the only way you have a representative system but it's also what you do in local level, council level and also um, it's about democratic education in schools it's about having school councils it's about children understanding what their rights are let's stop saying human rights is a problem human rights is what we all need and what we all live by all the time Let's have human rights education. Who says that human rights are, are a problem? I don't know which newspapers you're not reading these days. I don't read any of them. Oh, well done, you. Um, there are a couple of newspapers that tend to go on quite a lot about the human rights. Really? Well, I'll tell you later. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I don't. I just listen to Radio 4 and, and read books on compost. <laughs> <laughs> That was Jeremy Corbyn. Check out our full chat with him on this week's Homo Sapiens. 
Hey, guess what we're going to do now? What? T-shirt winner. Review of the week. Review of the week. Review of the week. Review of the week. Review of the week is where we pick our favourite review of the week from Apple Podcasts and we send that person a Homo Sapiens T-shirt. The much coveted. Yes. Which I, which I will sell by my, sell. I will sell <laughs> didn't slip. Yeah. I will send by my own fair hand. He's got lovely handwriting, as you'll know. I've got lovely hands. Most expressive hands, 2002, 2003. <laughs> Vonnie D's been in touch. Headline of the comment is, why Jeremy Corbyn? Well, why Jeremy Corbyn? I really enjoy listening to your podcast, boys. They're usually informative and funny. But Jeremy Corbyn has taken money from Iran, a country that executes gays. How about getting Ruth Davidson on to balance things up politically? Well, we did ask Ruth Davidson. He's good at this. And she's not, she's not, I did three years of politics. Five years, actually. If you count my two years in prison. Um, I, we have asked her a couple of times, uh, well, for last season and this season. We reached out for comment. Yeah. But there was no one available to comment. I think Ruth was quite interested in coming on, but we haven't managed to arrange it. But, you know, balance is our middle name. (laughs) Melanie Maria says, charming and funny as ever. See, balance. Brighton fella. No, he's written a really sweet message. Just gets better with every episode. What can I say, boys? I save each podcast until I can't stand not to have, have you with me anymore. Hearing you get deep, make each other laugh and, and put the world to rights with your honest thought-provoking tales puts me in exactly the right place to start my day. I treasure listening to you and... There's a t-shirt incoming here, isn't oh, there? Totally. I treasure listening to you in my car on the hour drive to work. At last, I think I found my tribe. It's so hard trying to find an identity and hearing you talk about my mind, health and anxiety made me feel not so freakish. In the words of the great disco track, more, more, more. Andrew from Brighton. Is that more, more, more? more. Just right. How do you like yeah, it? How, How do you, you like is that it? like a sofa isn't advert? Isn't that an advert? Yeah. Andrew, you are winner of Review of the Week. Yes, you, you get are. a T-shirt. But Vonnie D, you're getting one as well. Vonnie D, you're getting a turd in the post. <laughs> um, uh, but wrapped around it will be a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch, you can get in touch at hello at homosapienspodcast.com or uh, send a tweet to my Twitter, which is Chris... At Will Young, hashtag homosapiens. Or Instagram as well. Next week, who have we got? Really exciting. We've got Jack Munro, the bootstrap cook. I'm going to say it could be my favourite interview so far. Ever. Honestly. Yeah, she's non-binary. She's very interesting. Um, We talk a lot about being genderqueer and what that means for people. For example, at the moment, she is happy to be called she, but she doesn't always want to be called she. She wants to be in charge of when, why and how she's referred to in terms of gender. I think a lot of people will identify with that and it's really interesting. She's also very funny. She's so funny and she talks about the power of sorry and that uh, for, for that reason alone, I'm in. Chris, yeah, my love for you knows no bounds. Thank you and vice versa. Can I have that cake then, please? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. 
I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.